Yo, 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 welcome to episode 9999 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. My name is Deontay F. Joined by the Twitter God. I am blessed with his presence. Oh, shit. Lord <laughs> Dex Hinton. What's up, my dude? How you doing, bro? What's up, bro? I'm excited. I'm on your JJ Watt episode. Yeah, you know, I, I, H-Town, you hold are, it down. You, this is perfect, then. <laughs> you from Houston, 99. Shout out to JJ Watt. Uh, appreciate you again for coming on, man. Um, wanted to get you in here, obviously, because uh, we connect. I think we connected on Twitter like most like a lot of the Baylor kind of people yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I was like, man, I got to get him on an episode because I I hopped on with you and the the One Take Pod crew. Shout out to One Take Pod. I think Appreciate we reviewed uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home way back. But um, yeah, yeah, man, how are you and uh, what, what you've been up to the last few days? Man, uh, I'm good, man. It's been it's been weird. Uh, I lost a job unexpectedly a couple weeks ago and then I got one. Uh, a new one earlier this week so i've been i went from unemployed to fun employed in like yeah. a couple of days you know what i'm saying now i'm like i can do whatever i want i'm chilling like you know bounce back gang bounce back gang i'm making bounce more money game. than i was before you know what i'm saying yeah. like so I, yeah i went from all that stress of like oh, i gotta figure out what i'm gonna do to now i'm like yeah. i ain't got nothing to do i'm chilling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> already man appreciate it and uh well, yeah, I wanted to bring you in here because I followed you for a while, not to sound creeperish, but, you know, every <laughs> always, everybody Baylor Twitter knows each other in, in some capacity, seeing each other. And, uh, Bro, I, to I was thinking about it the other day. I was in Waco last weekend. I was like, I graduated six years ago, man. Yeah. It's been so long. Yeah. I've see, known y'all for so long. Yeah. See, it's six for you and 10 for me. So <laughs> now I feel, I, I feel the, the age coming on. But yeah, we mentioned we, you know, we both graduated from Baylor. Uh, we'll get into like all the stuff you're into. But as far as being at Baylor, was there a moment for you where you were like, man, and I want to like do dope things i want to write i want to be a podcaster anything like that was there like a spark a light bulb that went off in your head it was like man i want to do this yeah so i never really thought of it as like something i could do as a job really uh but i started out i had a friend uh my friend jordan sakakini i don't remember what his twitter ad is it's very complicated <laughs> i think it's like der baylor bear or something like that but he uh he used to write for our daily bears he was doing the daily bear report every single day uh, we were friends. He was a senior. I was a freshman. And I was like, that's really cool. I want to do that. Can I Can I write for Our Daily Bears too? And he was like, yeah, come on. So the first thing I ever wrote for Our Daily Bears was uh, my freshman year, there was a, a basketball game. It was like when I think college basketball was doing that like marathon day of like, yeah, game starting at like 11 a.m. or whatever. I remember that. And Baylor had a game at like 2 p.m. And I had a class that day. Like, so my first ever like Baylor home game, they were playing South Carolina. I wrote an email to my professor. I was like, there's a there's a Baylor basketball game coming up. It's at the same time as your class. I want to go to this game. I'm going to write an article. And I'm going to talk about like my experience at this Baylor basketball game. If you like give me an excuse absence for class. Yeah. Like I'm going to write this like about. like an English class? This was a. Uh, 
for all my Baylor people, this was examined life, a big class, uh, <laughs> Baylor interdisciplinary core. Uh, if you know anything about that in the honors college, but yeah, it was all about like the freshman experience and all that, like kind of getting to know campus and that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know, this is like the first Baylor basketball game, my freshman year, big part of the Baylor experience. I'm going to write you a paper about like what it's like going to this game or whatever. And that was the first thing I ever wrote for ODB. So like since then, I've been like that kind of kicked off my like journey in the content game of like going to sports stuff, going to movie stuff and just writing about my experience with it. So it all started freshman year at Baylor. Yeah. You segued into my next question. You you wrote for our Daily Bears for a while. You even got me on. I don't know if you remember this. I messaged you a few years ago. I was like, man. How do I get in with our Daily Bears? Because like I always felt like I wanted to do something kind of in that arena, and uh, I remember messaging you, and he's like, "Yeah, bro, just you know, message." I think I'm you met me, or you made me message Matt or something like that. Which yep. now I'm really cool with Matt helping out with between two bears and stuff. So, uh, one particular question I'm gonna ask you about our Daily Bears. I did some research. I went in the archives. <laughs> I, I think you deleted the tweet. And I remember you saying it, but about the uh the Scott the Scott Drew letter. <laughs> the people oh, okay the man. people that don't know about the Scott Drew letter because honestly before you even before you even go into it, I think a lot of people, I'll say it quietly, a lot of people were probably thinking the same thing before <laughs> you know before we won the title that year. But what what happened with the Scott Drew letter? Oh man, that <laughs> I ain't always gonna talk about that, man. Yeah, I, I, I was like, man, should I let him know? I'm like, no, I'm gonna put him on the spot. Look, okay, so I don't, I don't even remember what year that was at this point. It might have been like 2018, 2019, something yeah. like that. But it was before, you know, before Baylor was what it is now, and we were always just kind of hanging around in the Big Twelve. Never won the big one. That kind of it had been a few it was years. The, it was the Scott Drew can't coach era. It was the Scott Drew can't coach era. <laughs> like at, like the Elite Eight appearances were like way in the rearview mirror, that kind of thing. And I think Baylor went on a win, like a three game win streak or something like that. And I was like, that's cool and everything, but we all know when it gets to the tournament, something's gonna go wrong, like it does every time. Yeah. Like Kansas is going to win the conference. They have won the conference like ten years in a row or something. Right. Uh, and then we're going to lose in the conference tournament, and then we're going to get to, like, the Sweet 16 or something, and we're going to lose. We had lost to, like, Yale that one year. We had lost to, like, Georgia State or Georgia yeah. Southern, whichever one in the tournament. Yeah. yeah, that, like, buzzer beater or whatever early in the tournament, stuff like that. And I was like, we all know how this is going to go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we, we won three games in a row. That's cool. We know we're not going to win the conference. We know we're not going to the Final Four. Like, that kind of thing and like everybody agreed with me at that point everyone was like of course they did at that point everybody was like you're right we're not gonna win the conference we're not gonna go to the final four but that doesn't matter because god drew like saved us from the brink of right you know extinction basically like i i got to baylor in 2013 so like the 2003 stuff when scott drew showed up not really a part of like my like thought growing right. up, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't paying attention. I didn't care. I was in third grade in 2003. So like the Baylor from before, like the Dave Bliss stuff, none of that really mattered to me. I'm like, we're here now. We should be winning, like trying to win the conference, trying to move up. So I wrote this whole long Scott Drew <laughs> article being like, 
he, he's not going to win the conference. He's not going to the final four. So what are we doing? Like, yeah. let's, we've hit the ceiling on Scott Drew. Let's move on. And I was like, if Scott Drew <laughs> wins the conference or makes the final four, I will write a like handwritten apology letter to everyone who requests one because like we all know that's not going to happen. Right. And I, I think it was 2019 because then 2020 happened. Right. And, and like yeah. the season got shortened or whatever. We didn't like play the full season and all that. But then 2021, we all know what happens. We win yeah. the championship and stuff. People are like, Oh, like you thought, you thought we weren't going to do this. How many, yeah. How many people hopped in your mentions after we won it all? So, <laughs> so many, so many. And I'm like, how was I supposed to know that Scott Drew was going to find the secret in the transfer yeah. portal? You know what I'm saying? Like, basically, Scott Drew, he he looked around and he was like, you know what? Like, Kansas, they got the best 18, 19-year-olds in the country, right, coming out of high school? Yeah. I can get the best 20, 21-year-olds in the transfer portal, and then y'all can't do nothing with that because these are, right. like, grown men who've been in college for a while. You know what I'm saying? He found a recipe for sure. And that, like... He, it was basically like when people found out about Bitcoin before everybody else did. Yeah. So they were like making all the money. Like that's Scott Drew with the transfer portal. Like he found out about that for anybody. But so, so, you know, like that just took him to another level. And that 21 team was ridiculous. Like I was talking to uh, my boy Royden from the one take pod the other day about this when I was up in Waco. It was like we had three guards who could all dribble and make their own shot. That was like a cheat code. It was like, nasty, bro. <laughs> like, it was nasty. Having three guards in college basketball who can all dribble and make their own shot is a cheat code. Like everyone's like, how what is this wizardry? You know what I'm yeah. saying? NBA, that ain't nothing. But college, that's like light years ahead thinking. Like, right. how was I supposed to know Scott Drew was about to turn into another person and win yeah. a national championship? <laughs> <laughs> in insane that was just a funny time man. i remember that and i was like dang this dude's going through it like i know his <laughs> mentions are on fire right now yep um but yeah you mentioned royden the one take pod royden has been a guest on here to talk about i think i had him on the episode to talk about um the oh yeah the dr strange two uh and uh you guys have been doing your thing over there at one take pod for a while man how did you guys get started with that and how did you guys get a part, get to be a part, I guess, the relationship with uh, Apollo Media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, I didn't know Royden at all at Baylor, but I knew his girlfriend, now wife, uh, at Baylor. And she was like, oh, uh, you're really into, like, movies and sports and stuff. So is my boyfriend. And he's also on Twitter. Like, y'all are both, like, Baylor Twitter people. Y'all should follow each other. And we were like, okay, whatever. Uh, and then eventually we were like, we followed each other and we were like, Hey, let's, uh, let's do a movie podcast. <laughs> like yeah. I had never met the guy in person before. Uh, we started doing the podcast, but yeah, we started like January, 2020, uh, and right then, before the vid, right before the vid. And then, uh, you know, movie stopped coming out in March of 2020. So we were like, well, this was a terrible time to start a movie <laughs> podcast, but, uh, yeah, now that's my guy. We're still doing it. It's been three years. Uh, probably just past up three year anniversary. We didn't like talk about that, but yeah, that's still my guy. I hung out with him and his wife last week up in Waco. Like, you know, still my guy, but uh, yeah, the Apollo stuff happened. I was writing for a Rockets website. Uh, and then that Rockets website ended up merging with Apollo. Apollo used to be just like Houston Astros baseball stuff. 
And they were like, we want to expand. We want to get bigger. We want to go like do the Rockets, do the Texans, all that kind of stuff. Right. And so they like ended up merging with this Rockets website that I was writing for. I never knew any of those guys before that. Um, but yeah, we've uh, like that merger happened. And I was tell- I told them, I'm like, I'm doing this movie podcast, like on the side of the Rockets stuff. Do y'all want to like, you know, bring that on too. And they did. And it's just kind of grown from there. So yeah, it's been awesome, man. I love, I love movies. That's like one of my favorite things to do is go to the movie theater. Yeah. I always tell people I'm not a movie buff. Cause like when you say you're a movie buff, people are like, Oh, so like you want to talk about like, you know, gone with the wind. And yeah. All these other like 19, 19- Stuff, like movies they make you watch in college. And, yeah. You these know, like old ancient down. movies. Yeah. I haven't seen most of that stuff. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. I've never seen Citizen Kane, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like new stuff, going to the movie theaters, I love that. That was like one of my favorite things to do, especially when I moved back home after college. Like I didn't have a whole lot of friends who lived like in Houston and like the ones who lived in Houston didn't live on my side of Houston. So, you know, I was like just going to the movies all the time by myself. was like my thing to do, getting out of the house or whatever. So I love like new movies, going to the movies, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of turned into a whole other career, basically, like with right. Apollo now. Yeah, it's and it's it's super cool, especially seeing the brand Apollo grow. Uh, how is it to like be a part of something like that? That's actually a part of where you're from. Yeah, man, it's a uh, it's so cool. I'm one of those people who loves like community and being like a part of something, you know, bigger than yourself and all that, all that kind of corny Baylor <laughs> stuff, right? Uh, and so Apollo, like I said, it started out mostly as like a Houston Astros kind of thing. And the Astros community is crazy. I was not like a huge baseball fan or anything like that. I watched in 2017. I saw us win the World Series and all that stuff. But it wasn't until I got with Apollo that I was like every day, you know, kind of in the weeds on like the baseball stuff. Yeah. And like just that community is so passionate, so crazy. Like they love the Astros. They love Houston. Houston's a very like bandwagon sports kind of town. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. whatever team is hot, we all on. We that. rolling. Yeah. Like if like the Texans got hot for a little bit, everybody's a huge Texans fan. When Harden and them were doing their thing on the Rockets, everybody was a huge Rockets fan. But the Astros, they're like the only game in town right now that's like good. So everybody's all in on the Astros stuff, and like I'm, it's been really cool for me to kind of learn learn more about baseball and like actually kind of get in the weeds with people and just kind of see all these people who are like super passionate that I wouldn't know anything about otherwise. Like they're all really cool, really into Houston, really into celebrating like whatever the Astros are doing, Rockets, Texans, like all the rap music that's coming out of Houston. Yeah. Everything, you know, it's really dope to see. So I've loved my time with Apollo. That's dope. That's dope, man. Switching gears a little bit. You didn't know you were going to come over here and I was going to like glorify your resume. <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to do that again. You uh, you wrote for a little bit with Screen Rant. Yeah. And I looking from the outside in, one of the dopest moments uh, was when Mark Ruffalo uh, requoted or quoted oh, your article. <laughs> Bro, first thing that went through your head like, did you just see it on Twitter? Did somebody hit you up and say, "Hey, bro, Mark Ruffalo just retweeted your shit"? Like, how nope. did that? How did that happen? So, Screen Rant, like, it's it's so many, it's way more people than you realize, right? For Screen Rant, right? 
and they they use like a Discord server to kind of okay. keep track of everything. So somebody on the Discord server was like, you know, shout out to Dex, like Mark Ruffalo, like tweet, like quoted your article. You never know who's reading, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so always like put your best foot forward, like as kind of like a like a motivational thing to everybody. Yeah. They were like, you know, you never know who's reading. Some of these celebrities actually read our articles, like these people that you like idolize or whatever. So like that's really important. And so I was like, excuse me? Like Mark <laughs> Just casually dropped that in there. <laughs> the Hulk? Like he, he retweeted my article about She-Hulk? Like what what? You know? Uh, so I was freaking out, man. Like that was one of the cooler things that's ever that's ever happened for me. Like I've gotten to do a lot of like really cool stuff and all that, but like seeing Mark Ruffalo, one of these guys, well, I'm like, I I pay you know my ten dollars every time one of your movies comes out, so I can go watch it and yeah. like talk about it or whatever. You read my article, like right. enough to like pull a quote from it. That's crazy. Yeah, like, you it, know what I'm saying. Like, and it was a it was an important article. Like it was about She Hulk, and you know how. You have that crowd where, um, you know, those people that eh, she Hulk, I don't want to have a female character lead. It's, it's We're gonna woke. review bomb it. Yeah, woke too woke. MCU's too, you know, too much doing all this extra stuff. So uh, I felt like having him kind of quote what you said, but also establish like more so why people are acting so weird about MCU stuff was 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 pretty damn legit. Yeah, man, that was like the coolest thing that's ever happened to me like as a result of doing this like content game i was like yeah oh like i'm i'm here for real yeah now. like you know <laughs> what i'm saying that was the moment where i was like okay i really do this like you know yeah. the apollo stuff it's it's amazing i love it but it's mostly like you know i'm talking to like this like for lack of a better term like just regular people all the time right. like who just love the astros or whatever but Mark Ruffalo, like talking about my article about right. She-Hulk, I'm like, I like I made it. Like That's this it. is this is it. Yeah. That's it. That's dope. Uh one one other thing that caught my eye, uh, I wanna say this tweet was from a while ago. Uh yeah, actually it was from last year. You talked about um the term creator. And yeah. for the for the listeners, this is what Dex tweeted. And I couldn't agree with him more. He said, I've talked about this before, but I hate the term creator. It's unpleasant on the ear. It's vague, imprecise to the point of being functionally useless. And most people who are labeled as or label themselves creators are actually creating anything. Why do you believe that? Yeah, man. Like, okay. So people, like if I told people what I do for Apollo or whatever, they'd say, oh, so you're like a, like a content creator, like creator or whatever. First of all, like I said, that just sounds gross to me. Like, <laughs> like creator, like that word is like, this just doesn't like sound. I'm in a lab doing like putting potions or something together. Yeah, like it just doesn't like it's just not a pleasant word. You know what I'm saying? Um, but also, I do a lot of like movie stuff, sports stuff, right? So, I'm writing, I'm writing stuff about, I'm writing movie reviews, I'm writing, you know, analysis about She-Hulk or whatever, yeah. right? I didn't create anything when i like was talking about she hulk and imdb right like the director of she hulk right they created something the people who invented imdb they created something me i just like took bits and pieces and thoughts about those things 
and put them together in like an article or whatever for other people to read. Right. I didn't like, it's not like I formed something new. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a mom creates a baby, right? <laughs> like that's like, you did that. Me, I'm sitting here. I'm just like analyzing stuff that other people have created. Right. So like, if you are a video game, like Twitch streamer or whatever, you're not creating anything. You're playing a game that other people create. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you're like a movie, like video essay YouTuber or whatever, it's a lot of work, obviously, to make like a video essay on YouTube. It's like an hour long with in-depth commentary or whatever. But the people who made the movie, they created stuff. Yeah. You are just like, you know, kind of grabbing onto that and using that to kind of, you know, jump off of and like do some analysis and stuff like that so to me like when people say creator i'm like that should be reserved for like the people who actually create the stuff that we're talking about like you know me as someone who just reviews movies like i guess you could say i'm creating a review but like that's that's not the same thing like you know what i'm saying yeah to me that just is not accurate and like, it's like a catchy term now like every it, I, I feel like that's just like they think it's a sexy term to use like ah content creators easy i can you know i can basically create i'm i'm doing something with you know I, it's like a word that is easy to be used in a sense like where anybody can do it in, in, in my opinion but yeah and that's yeah. why i said it's imprecise because it's yeah. like that can mean basically anything like when you you produce podcasts and stuff like that. Like that's like, I guess you're creating a podcast, but it's like, that's not, that doesn't really align with like what Twitch streamers are doing. And what right. Twitch streamers are doing doesn't really align with what YouTubers are doing. Like, like it's all over the place. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just don't, that word doesn't really fit to me. Yeah. Like if I tell people what I do for Apollo, I'm like, I'm a film critic. Like that's, that's what I do. I, right. Or an I editor or something films. like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or if you're a, uh, you know, if you're a sports podcaster, you make, you're a sports podcaster. Yeah. Like you create podcasts about sports. Right. That's what you do. Like saying I'm a creator. <laughs> it's like that, that can mean anything, you know? I feel you, bro. Uh, we, we talked about like all the different endeavors you've gone through stuff that you're currently doing on multiple platforms and things like that. Question I have for you, how do you not get overwhelmed, I guess, or if you do, how do you kind of weather that storm? Because I know a lot of the times, like when I am helping out with different podcasts or stuff for my actual job, (laughs) it's like hard to kind of central, like get focused on what I want to do if I want to have all these different things out at a certain time or like, I know I got to write this article. I know I got to produce this podcast and have it out in the morning. How do you keep yourself level to where you're like man i gotta do this but i gotta do that too like with everything on your plate uh yeah so for me like like you mentioned your actual job or whatever (laughs) so that's kind of how i prioritize things i'm like i can like my actual job is one thing like my day job i'm a digital marketer like i work in uh you know content now like i said i got a new job i'll be working for uh, academy sports and outdoors so like that's like a shout out academy shout out to academy that's like number one that pays the bills like you know the most or whatever and then from there it's kind of like okay i want to do a movie review about this like 
really obscure indie movie that I saw that I really loved or whatever. But nobody's going to click on that. Like, that's not going to get me paid. Yeah. So I have to write a review about Avatar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, like, that's what everyone's talking about right now. Like, I have to prioritize, like, the the Marvel movie that just came out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's kind of how I have to structure my time because it's, like, part of this, I'm doing it just for fun. But also part of it is, like, this is this is how I make money. So I have to prioritize what is going to make me more money, you know, at the end of the day. Um, so I can't write reviews for every single movie that I watch because it's like, well, seven people are going to read this review about women talking. Yeah. But 700 people are going to read this review about Ant-Man and the Wasp. So yeah. that's what I'm a, that's what I'm a prioritize. Right. You know? uh, and like, that's not a perfect system or whatever. Like I'm not, I'm definitely not saying that everyone should, make everything they do about like what's going to make them the most money or whatever but for me because like i have so many different things that i'm trying to do i like have to have some kind of like guiding star or whatever yeah and like the like money is the, yeah. the money is the guiding star at the end of the day like right. this is like you know what'll like actually be valuable content people care about that will like get clicks make money and then from there like if i have time then I'll do like the extra stuff that's like, you know, just yeah. indie films or whatever that no one else really cares about, but like I just really want to write about. Then I'll do that after I spend time doing my day job and yeah. like, you know, the big and the main thing. Content. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, mention MCU, mention Ant Man before I let you go. Uh, a lot of mixed reviews on the, on the Ant-Man 3, bro. A lot of Ant-Man slander, so to speak. Yeah. I did not get a chance to... I'm going to listen to y'all episode on my flight tomorrow. Uh, but I saw clips online from you and the, uh, Royden and Teej talking about the new Ant-Man. Teej changed his name to Kang Live. I thought that was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll i tell you what I think, and then I, I, I'll flip it to you. So you have I, seen it? I, I have seen the movie. Okay. I've, I've seen okay. the movie. Uh, and I have actually, I haven't had a chance to talk to it on a, a platform. So this is my first time doing that. Um, I enjoyed Jonathan Major's performance. Um, I feel like I've seen him in, oh, what was that movie before? Love, Lovecraft Country before I got canceled. Yeah. yeah, it was Lovecraft show. Country. Yeah. Um, but even with the Loki series, when he had his first presence as he who remains thought that was dope. I think he brought. Uh, kind of what to expect from the multiple Kangs in the universe or whatever in the future, things like that. I think he did well. Some of the, I had to bring myself down to kind of come into like MCU terms of how they do things. I just didn't agree with some of the choices they made. Mm -hmm. uh, one with Cassie just being able to be an OD superhero. I don't know if y'all talked about this already on, on One Take Pod, but I feel like she was already like, you know, like, I want to see her struggle. I want to see her, like, get whooped and, like, I don't want to do this. You know, the I guess we might see it later down the road, but I'm like, I want to see her go through that. Ah, I don't I don't think I could be a superhero. Fit. You know what I'm talking about? I yeah, feel like yeah, yeah. she was like breaking away from Kang's men. It's just little nitpicks like that were kind of ticking me off. But um, I don't know how, how I feel about 
Kang, so to speak, getting defeated by like mechanical ants to, <laughs> to end the movie. And I and usually I say spoiler alert. If you're listening by now, you it's you your know. fault. You already know. Um, but yeah, just little nitpicks like that. But I know like most of the movie was setting up like Avengers, Kang Dynasty, and everything in the future. So I kind of brought myself back to that nature. But what what did you think of the film, bro? And um what what do you think it kind of means for the MCU moving forward? Yeah, so we we kind of got into this on the on the one take pod. Uh, listen, to us. yeah, yeah, check check them one, out. I'm one take podcast wherever you uh you know get your podcast. But uh, yeah, so we got into it's kind of hard when everyone is like, oh, this movie sucks. Like this is yeah. this is the worst thing ever. Like blah blah blah. And you're just kind of like, well, I liked it. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, like I just I just liked it. And um, it's it's also funny because like. People like Twitter is so funny, man. Like just hyping up one Black History Month, like <laughs> Kang whooping Paul Rudd, you know, through all the trailers and shows. Like you know how Kang, everybody's like, "Oh, this is it for him, man, man, gone, Cassie gone." Like everybody they expecting to die and see the film. I think that that was just funny to see how that came out. Yeah, people people definitely thought Ant Man was gonna die, like. <laughs> Teach thought like going in. He was like, Ant Man is cooked, Ant Man is going to die, whatever. I was like, bro, they're not gonna kill Ant Man in the Ant Man movie. Like that's yeah. not a thing that's gonna happen or whatever. But you know, for me, like I get a lot of the criticism that Ant Man has gotten, right? Like I understand why people are like, Well, uh, like this isn't like a like a great standalone movie or whatever. Like yeah. this is all set up for the MCU. And like, you know, it takes a lot from Star Wars, from Lord of the Rings, yeah. from like other movies that we've seen before, and I get why people don't like that. But me, I'm just like I I enjoyed that about it. Like <laughs> I thought the Star Wars stuff was cool. Like I love yeah. like the like Kang is basically Darth Vader, like you know, yeah. in that movie. And I thought that was dope. Like I really love Jonathan Majors in it, but I feel like everyone loves Jonathan Majors' performance. A lot of what I liked about it is kind of the you know. Uh, Ant Man and like Scott Lang and Cassie, they're kind of building a rebellion, basically, like Star Wars. Uh, they're kind of like trying to it's motivate a, right. the people to like rise up against this empire that feels unbeatable, right? And I really enjoy that. Like that's one of the things that I look for in superhero movies is when superheroes feel like actual heroes. Like a lot of superhero movies that we get, like they get the super part right it's like you know you watch man of steel or uh justice league or whatever and like these people are basically gods like that's cool but they don't really get like the hero part right and i felt like admin and the watch quantum media it really dialed in on that like hero part of superhero like we're motivating these people to rise up against this empire we're saving them. We're protecting them. Like we're motivating them. That kind of thing, and that's just dope to me. Yeah. Like I love that every time. I'm a sucker for that. I'm 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 a very corny person when it comes <laughs> to movies. I just love seeing like corny stuff like that. Uh, you know, and you know, Ant Man is in like the probability matrix or whatever, and he's like, that scene was dope. That scene was dope. It's like you know, the thing that gets him through it is that he has love for his daughter. To me, that's dope. Like mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a sucker for that. I'm gonna be there every time. Like he loves his daughter, so he gets through the trial. Sick. Like you know what I'm saying. Uh, so 
I get why people don't like it, but I, I loved it. Uh, and the whole setup for like the MCU and all that, I know like Tease Tease made this point over and over again, like that, you know, if you're trying to set up a big bat, you shouldn't have him lose a fight to Ant Man. Like yeah. I get it. But to me, there's like so many other Kangs, right? And like the circumstances of Kang losing that fight are so one off and random. Like uh the wasp basically pops through the portal and like hits him a couple of times and like accidentally knocks him into like a like a time warp, basically. Right. Like that's not gonna happen again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's such a random one off circumstance that having like every Kang from every part of the multiverse come and fight you. Right. If your plan is I'm gonna accidentally knock all of them into a time warp like you're screwed like that's not a plan you know what i'm saying (laughs) so i feel like they did a good good enough job of setting up kang as like a scary scary big bad type of force where it's like oh if you're fighting all of them then you're probably screwed right if if it took this like accident basically to beat one of them who wasn't even like really trying to kill y'all like that fighting 8,000 of them who are like desperately trying to get rid of y'all yeah. is going to be a problem. So I'm excited. Yeah. The, the, uh, the future, I like how they set up the Kangs and even with the, I guess, I don't even know how to call it, but early, early Kang that they tease in the, uh, post credit scene, uh, looks to be something cool, but that is Dex Hinton. Appreciate you, my guy for coming on, bro. Uh, please like shout out all of your everything that you do <laughs> put it on this on, on the tag here as we get out of here bro yeah man so you can follow me on twitter at lord dex hinton uh make sure you follow apollo um everything at apollo especially the houston fans. houston fans especially my houston people um but even if you're not like a houston person and you don't care about sports that much all of our TikTok stuff is just movie stuff. So follow us at Apollo HLU on TikTok for all of our like movie content. That's where we post most of that stuff. So uh, yeah, man, uh, Lord Dex Hinton, Apollo HLU. And then the one take pod at the number one take pod, uh, where we get your podcast on all your social platforms. That's where I'm at. And that is Dex Hinton. I'm Deontay Epps, episode 99 of the Dual Sports and Stuff podcast. We out. Do what we do.